from Mount Vernon Studios. This is the Made in MV podcast, where we talk about how we are designing a better world right here, right now, through inquiry, innovation, and impact. I'm your host, Michelle Cook. Today, I'm excited to welcome Head Prefect Lindsay Franklin and Head of School Christy Lundstrom to talk about the impact of our stories and reflect on the 22-23 school year. Welcome to you both. Thank you. This year, we talked a lot about all the ways in which stories are created, grown, fostered, designed, explored, and multiplied here at Mount Vernon. Beyond being a major theme for the school this year, we know something surprising happens when information comes from a story rather than just simple facts. More of our brains light up. When we hear a story, the neural activity increases fivefold, like a switchboard has suddenly illuminated the city of our mind. Scientists have a saying, neurons that fire together, wire together. When more of our brain is at work at a given point of time, the chances that our brain will remember the work it did increases exponentially. Even without the modern neurological research that proves storytelling is the best way to capture people's attention, bake information into their memories, and forge close personal bonds, humanity has always inherently known that people crave and seek out great stories almost as much as food and water. Could we start uh, with a few of your favorite stories from this year? Stories that feel encapsulating um, to your your Mount Vernon experience this year? Um, Those stories of inquiry, innovation, and impact. Lindsay, would you start? Yeah, of course. So uh, in the late fall, I would say around September or October, I had the idea, the committee and I, to start a grade representative program where we would let ninth and 10th graders um, become leaders in their community because the prefect system is only open to juniors and seniors and middle school prefects is only to eighth grade. So I started the program, I selected my grade reps, and I told them, listen, this is a pretty, like, open-ended position. Like, you can do whatever you want with it. I just want to give you the chance to do something for your community. And to be honest, I was expecting something, but I also knew that they were younger kids. This is probably something they'd never done before. So I was giving, you know, I wasn't expecting too much. Well, my ninth graders surprised me, and they came back, and they were like, listen, we have a project. And I was like, a project? And they're like, yeah, we noticed that the eighth graders, when they transition to high school, they don't really know what they're doing. Like they're scared. They don't know what to expect. And so we thought, hey, why don't we connect high schoolers, especially new ninth graders to the eighth graders so that they understand what's going on. But let's not just sit in a room and talk about it. Let's do it through a book club. And I was like, that's such a good way to connect, such a good way to make an impact on peers that are younger than you, peers who haven't even like come up yet. You've decided to connect with them, but you're not just going to sit there and tell them you're going to do it in a creative way so that there's more to it. And I thought that was just really impactful. And I, that made me proud of them. That's such a great story and, and such an um, example of your leadership and, um, and, and connecting um, divisions. So that's a, I love that story. Uh, Christy, would you would you share a story or two from this year? I have so many stories to share, and I'm inspired by listening to Lindsay. I'm going to share two, one in the classroom and one outside. 
I had the opportunity to follow a year-long project with a class where they were curious about how to make clothes. And it began with a fashion show at the beginning of the year when friends were introducing themselves to each other. This is my favorite outfit. And it began to be a conversation around identity, who I am, what I'm proud of, and when and where I feel comfortable. But it didn't stop there. They were so curious. They were like, how are clothes made? Well, what is fabric? What is cotton? It's a sheet. No, it's cotton. And then they began to dye fabrics. And then they began to meet designers. And we had all kinds of MV experts come in and guide the work. They had upper school students come over and talk about sewing and craftsmanship. And then they had an idea with their art teacher, Miss Bruno. This was on lower campus. Let's make our own clothes. And it started with a plain white t-shirt. And with all of their knowledge, all of the understanding they had gained through the year and the continued conversations, they designed and made their own clothes with the help of adults, adults who believe in them and hear them and wanted to make it possible. So last week, I got to go to the fashion show. (laughs) And it was so exciting, this year-long culmination of cooperation, but also learning. And here's the kicker. They're four years old. This was a pre-K project. It was amazing. It was sustained inquiry, all stemming from a question of how do you make your clothes? And I was just so grateful when the whole community rallied around these littles and they got their question answered. And it was pretty amazing when they walked down their self-made runway (laughs) and they made it a maker, of course. And they were so proud. They were so proud. So it was just this moment of building confidence, but also competence. Um, My second story is also about community, and this will be my highlight of the year. I'm almost positive. The year's not quite over. But I had the opportunity to attend a basketball game where we played middle school girls, middle school boys, JV girls, JV boys, varsity girls, varsity boys, and we like you play this string of games in one day or one night. And I was watching the middle school girls, and the schedule was delayed, so the gym was pretty full because we were going to play a big varsity game afterwards. And because it was delayed, everybody was there maybe to see the later game, but we all started cheering for this little 7th and 8th grade girls team. And they had not experienced a lot of success yet. And they just got going and the momentum started rocking and everyone started cheering. And literally by the end of the game, the whole gym, the whole Mount Vernon community was rallied behind this team of female athletes who were budding in their basketball careers. I think the score was 14 to 12. I can't remember, but we won. And It was such a moment of glory. They didn't even know how to rebound and everyone was calling rebound, rebound, but they learned and they were supported. And it was just this, this community moment that was, was such a highlight early in the year. Impactful, as Lindsay said. I love those stories. And I, I think. Christy, as you were saying, I, I can picture the, the, the sound and the cheers in the gym. Um, those are great. Lindsay, uh, during the first few days of school in your convocation speech, you gave the Mount Vernon community a specific challenge. Um, I'm going to read it back to you if that's okay, and then would love for you to share your thoughts on how you think the community did. So in your speech, you said, I want to challenge you all to be intentional in creating your own story. With so many new faces around campus, it's more important now than ever. 
Even though our own individual stories may seem small, when connected to our community, they mean so much more. Small actions add up. They mean that we have the power to leave an impact, a legacy, for others to draw inspiration from, to learn from, and to build from to create their own story. Those were your words. They were so beautiful. How do you think the community did a year later? I think the community really stepped up and took the challenge head on. I would say throughout this year, like throughout all my years at Mount Vernon, I've seen us like establish and continue to maintain community. But this year, I don't know what it is about this year, but I feel like I've really seen it in a light that I hadn't before. And maybe it's because I'm in a leadership position, but we really stepped up. I mean, from all our sports teams, all the wins we had, everyone came out to support us and rally around us. Um, from the exchange students, I don't think I've ever seen people make connections so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just thinking of like, like I said, my grade reps, I'm thinking of the ninth graders who a lot of them came in new, but from the ninth grade retreat, they were open and they were willing to connect with each other. I just feel like as a community, we've really, we've made it a mission to be more interconnected and we've succeeded. And Christy, your your perspective on um, on Lindsay's challenge, how do you think uh, as a community we did in terms of multiplying our story um, based on those small acts? I was so grateful when Lindsay said those words at the beginning of the year. I mean, what better way to kick off an academic school year? I agree with Lindsay. I see, I would call it spirit almost, grow and, and flourish in different settings, how we work together during arts an action week and everyone is cheering on the blindfolded ceramics throwdown <laughs> to how we also show up for each other in service projects. I've been inspired by students who have really in, in instigated, um, enthused, and also followed through so that the service projects of developing a Bible study group or fellowship of Christian athletes or clubs, clubs, clubs. In the upper school, we have, you know, 50 plus student generated clubs to foster that kind of connectivity Lindsay's talking about. And it's not just on the upper campus. We've got the tree club on the lower (laughs) campus started by one little tree lover and they're 30 strong today. So when and where can kids' initiatives be seen and honored? Because I believe that contributes to community in the school. Beyond the school, and what I took from Lindsay's words was this community connection beyond the school, so the local community. And this year, we had our first week of impact, which was really incredible. It was around the theme of learn, serve, give. So we had opportunities to do all of that, to learn more about servant leadership and how we can step up and give back to serve in our community. We served at Solidarity Sandy Springs. We fostered a huge food drive that served their business and organization and in turn the people that they serve for two weeks. That's a, that's a wonderful impact. And then also giving, giving time, treasure, talents, and fostering servant leadership, both in school and beyond. Those are, those are great stories. Um, Going back to the same kind of com- the convocations uh, speeches, um, Christy, you mentioned in every short story that there is a conflict, and and during uh, during convocation, you said um, 
You talked about committing to doing the hard things, working through conflict, overcoming challenges, and leaning in to get important, impactful work done. You've already shared some some great examples and some great stories of that. But I'm wondering if you can both share some thoughts or examples from your experiences this year that shine a light on some hard work that was done. I think I could share some micro moments and and that's one hope I have is to remind students and families that learning happens in big, fancy, bright moments, but it is very deep and present in those small moments of conflict. Um, Students who have conflict with a friend and have to work through that as opposed to being mad and going separate ways, we turn into each other and we dialogue across difference and we work it out. Even when it doesn't feel good, you work through the conflict that's interpersonal and that's a lifelong skill. That's huge. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking about the kid who takes math for the second time because the first time was tough and they didn't quite put all the pieces together yet, but leaned in, continued with resilience, continued with effort, supported by talented teachers who care a whole lot and is able to triumph and come to proficient. And that's what mastery learning and and competency-based learning is about. It's not yet. It's not yes or no. It's just we're on the path there. And I would say the conflict of a learner is, is when you get out of your comfort zone, it's when you push past what you thought was possible and you achieve that moment of, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, just to continue on with Miss Lundstrom said about like academic struggle. Um, I was in physics this year <laughs> and I don't like science, um, but physics particularly was a struggle for me because the combination of like science and math just threw me off. So I was struggling at the beginning of this year, but it was because of my physics teacher, Dr. Hazler, but also because of the other physics teachers and the other Mount Vernon teachers that supported me that I was able to pass and get a proficient and advance and like ace that class. I don't think I would have made it without the support because while I wasn't like understanding the material, what helped me understand it was the support from my teachers. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a great example of hard work. Physics sounds extremely hard work to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in every episode, we ask um, for our, our speakers, our guests to give um, feedback through one of Mount Vernon's thinking routines. Um, can you both give a like, a wish, and a wonder about this 22-23 chapter of the MV story? Um, I can go. Um, I like that we started new programs this year, that we pioneered. I wish we could have done more, and I wonder how we can collaborate um, with the upper administration to do more. Mm, Those are great. Those are great. (laughs) I'm thinking already about what you're saying. Um, I liked the sense of community that felt fostered again and again and reinforced across campuses. I saw littles come over to the big campus. I saw varsity basketball boys go and eat lunch with our littles. I think that's a huge opportunity for the school. I wish that we could create more robust programs also with college and dual enrollment and internships and lean into what can we learn outside the classroom that empowers and emboldens what we learn inside the classroom. And I wonder if the tennis team will win the state finals (laughs) on Saturday. 
I know I'm not supposed to um, chime in, but I wish that um, we had Lindsay for four more years. Yes. <laughs> um, I found a, a quote I wanted to share. Um, no story lives unless someone wants to listen. The stories we love the best do live in us forever. And so, Lindsay and the class of 2023, we want to wish you all the very best as you head on to your next chapter. Thank you. You have left a legacy here. Um, your words at Convocation and your challenge that you gave to us, I think that you have helped us build a culture of kindness. You've led and you've, you've had such a tremendous leadership role here and you will be missed. So thank you so much for everything you've done for your class and for the school and and the legacy that you'll leave. Of course. And thank you for supporting me for four years. I think this was like one of the best decisions I've probably made in my school career. Wonderful. Thank you both for being here. And uh, we look forward to the next chapter of Mount Vernon's story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you feel inspired. And remember, start with questions. Fail up, share the well, assume the best, and always have fun. The Mated MV Podcast is an original podcast hosted by me, Michelle Cook, produced by Mount Vernon Upper School students, and features music by the amazing Maggie Sims, MV Class of 2023. Check out her EP, Stay, on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere you stream your music.